weeks ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that movie, man. It was it, it, it was different. I I, I don't want to say it was bad. It was just yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, Shaolin Sofa different. episode that may or may not be up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, it will be up very very soon. Everybody, oh, thanks for okay. tuning in. We'll be we right go. back. We have somebody commenting from Three Geeks Podcast. I'm going to go on a limb and say that's George, because I don't think he knows how to switch back to the name. But George's Perfect 10 joined our network, or not network, sorry, not network, our Facebook page. <laughs> uh, and um, the Perfect 10, they're actually taking a hiatus today because Max George makes his panel for his uh, sports show. They each have to pick four football teams. They have to study gameplay footage, and they have to like really, really know about these four teams. And then they have to make um, a mock schedule of how the winners of each of their games is. And then they come together and they discuss it. So that's why he's taking the day off because they and George is going through every NFL team and gonna, you know, guess who the uh, winners and such are gonna be throughout the season. And George, you called that nerdy, and I won. 100% agree to you. Even though I don't think that's the real reason you skipped out today, I think it's because of the backlash you've been getting for three amigos that you decided to take a week off. <laughs> uh, no, that's um, that's too much work for me. Yeah, that's that's, that's way too much I, work. I mean, like, I enjoy watching football. I don't enjoy doing homework. I don't really enjoy <laughs> watching football. So, well, I mean, you know, it's for his thing, like, I mean, you're, yeah, you're obviously not on the Sports Nerds podcast. No, and, uh, no, no, yeah, I'm not. It's just too much work for me. <laughs> Men throw a ball and then run and then yay. <laughs> I, I'm also currently not writing down my top five 90s comedies. That's not what I'm writing down. It's something nope. else entirely. Yeah, I you had that done last ago. <laughs> yes, yes. I, uh, I already have that finished. Uh, the, the list is completed. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. No book of pen guy. Not uh, not writing down my uh, my top five. Let's check in with what George <laughs> is doing right now. There it is. He's working hard on that uh, that NFL roster. But uh, anyway, it's the Three Geeks Podcast. We're joined today by Mike from YouTube.com forward slash Mike McGee TV. Check out all the wonderful things Hi. he's doing over there. And I've actually gotten a lot of messages because our fundraiser we did with the uh, Scene Snobs to help my sister. I talked about the date I was going on yesterday. And I've actually gotten a lot of Facebook messages asking me how said date went. And I want to thank you, Sherry Nelson. (laughs) Sherry Nelson sent me a very, very nice message Friday night in anticipation of my date. So Sherry, God, I love you. Like you're always welcome on our show. But um, so it was fun. We went, we went to PF Chang's. I'd never been there before. Um, I've never had Chinese food more than like $8 Chinese food. So like it was a, their food doesn't taste like the traditional sweet and sour chicken or sesame chicken, but it's really, really, really 
good. <laughs> you you know that having a a, a large Chinese background. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's face during that whole thing is like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the pot stickers when you go there. Sorry. Carry on. I, w- I know that for next time, man, because I definitely am going back. They're going to have all my business now because it was worth the extra six bucks that it would have been if I'd gotten Sunflower or something. But uh, after that, we went to the bookstore. We uh, looked at some books because uh, I was hoping the Criterion movies were still on sale. I finally had a little extra money. I could finally buy some. I could afford to get like two. No. And they weren't on sale. So They're very stringent on that July deadline. Like, if you aren't there. <laughs> so I can get them in December again. That's when they usually do it the second mm-hmm. time. So fingers crossed that I have money then to spend and splurge on movies. But uh, we ended up going to see uh, Jungle Cruise in the theater. And uh, we st- went to an AMC Prime theater, which I had never been to one of their Prime screens. And I'm telling anybody out there that it is a movie fan if they have a prime screen near you you it's worth it to go first off the reclining chairs that they have they have two different switches to control you know the leaning back and the seat and i'm telling you one of these controls the seat accepts you into it as you're pushing it down and it just it is amazing i felt like i was one with the chair i was one with the chair i didn't want to get up you can ask her i made a very inappropriate joke during our date i said uh this might be the first dough I've ever gotten with you. And, um, you know, as the seat. Oh, yeah. Well, at least and she seat. found it. Uh, and she wants to go on a second date with you. She did. I mean, she found, she found well, it funny, man. I'm telling you, my sense of humor and everything, I just, I wanted to know who I am. And it's important to me. I don't want to hide <laughs> hey, my sense of humor. Hey, hey, seat acceptance. That... Seat, seat acceptance. Watch the film from the womb. I couldn't help it, man. I'm telling you. You haven't experienced no, comfort in a movie I, theater until you sat in this chair. I can't. I can't. It's already bad enough, like with the like the the decent reclining seats that they have in their regular theaters now. Like I can't be too comfortable. I'll just fall asleep. Yeah. Like, then I gotta <laughs> fucking pay to go see the movie again. Like there is a such thing as too comfortable in a movie theater. And <laughs> Max, it's a Ghost in the Shell movie. It'll be great. And uh, yeah, surround sound. I, I, I can sit in like with with. On a bed of nails, and the, the ghost of the show movie still made me fall asleep. I think that that's my favorite movie watching experience with you guys, though. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, the sound, the, the surround sound they have in this prime theater is it's just gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful. And I, I wish, I mean, not, I'm not going to say anything against Jungle Cruise because I thought the movie was fine, but. If I had seen Star Wars or maybe a Marvel movie in that theater, like I just can't imagine what the sound would have been like. Like it was amazing, crisp HD sound, and the the picture quality is was true HD. Like it looked beautiful. So anybody out there, pay the extra three or four dollars. Check out the AMC Prime Theater because I'm telling you, it's a movie experience. I, I feel like at this point in movie going cinema, the theaters need to make it more of an experience going to the theater. Sitting at home because I think the sound quality at my house is better than most regular movie theaters at this point. So, uh, but yes, AMC Prime, check it out. But we know we saw Jungle Cruise and um, The Rock, man. The Rock, The Rock is just he's a charming guy, he does a lot of dad jokes on purpose. There's supposed to be dad jokes in this, even though he's not a, his character, doesn't play a dad, he's just a guy that tells lame jokes. And every time he drops one of these dad jokes, you can't help but laugh at the absurdity of this guy because, like, nobody else is laughing at him. They're just blankly staring. But uh, I thought The Rock and Emily Blunt's chemistry was 
amazing. And I feel bad for John Krasinski. That 500 pound dude who tells that jokes. That's like his whole backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> he lives, he tells jokes. There you go. I thought the chemistry was great. Uh, I felt like the movie dragged a little bit towards the middle. It's like a fun, I'm not going to compare it to Indiana Jones because I know a lot of people will. It's like a national treasure level movie where you, you go, you can have fun with it. It's but it's not going to be or, something you're going to keep not. revisiting. But it's got <laughs> it's, The Rock in it and not Nicolas Cage, which automatically elevates it in the charmingness. This movie's very charming. <clears throat> um, right. I'm, uh, okay, this, this, is, this is odd that I, I'm, I'm going to interject here. But, but I would... fans are going to fire back. I, I like The Rock a lot, but yeah. having just watched uh, Willy's Wonderland, I would rather have Nicolas Cage just doing bizarre shit with a pinball machine. Than... Yeah, I, I would And love... having seen Nicolas Cage in Pig, his dramatic turn, like I'd say it can, Steve, it can still be as compelling as well. Nicolas Cage can do both. The Rock is yes. – he's, nice, he's a nice middle, I'll say. The Rock is a very yeah. nice uh, marketable middle. Yeah, it's fun. You never know exactly what you're gonna get. <laughs> exactly, rock, you're pretty sure what you're gonna get. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure I know what the rock is. You know, when he goes into Black Adam, <laughs> I have a pretty good idea of what that Black Adam is gonna be like. Like Nicholas Cage I, is I'm Black hoping. Adam, though. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, yeah, no, there you like, go. Yeah, you don't know what that is. I wouldn't cast Nicholas Cage as Black Adam, but I would have to go see that movie. You know, you're like. Well, you gotta see what he does. Shazam! Nicholas Cage goes into the reading, and he's like, "Hey, I I need to have a unicycle, and I only eat toast." Jungle Cruise two, The Rock and Nicholas Cage. I'm sold, guys. I'm sold. I give the. I give Jungle Cruise a three out of five. It's a fun film. So then, uh, you know, we we end the date. We go home. And about two hours later, I get a text from John saying that there is a active shooter at the AMC at Easton because he's at the Funny Bone. So they had to rush John into the Funny Bone. So if because originally our date was going to be that that would be about the time we'd be getting out of the theater. So I'm glad I chose an earlier lame noon date. So. Um, <laughs> Somebody it's complained fun. about the seats. Yeah, no, uh, we, we all appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, we're man. making our way back to normalcy now. Theater yeah. shootings. <laughs> oh. You oh, know, God. don't you just miss those? Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, people yeah. out there, uh, avoid shootings. Go to dates at noon. Emily, if you're watching, leave a noon. comment out of 10 and let me know how, what you thought the date was. In the comments, literally, no one shoots up a theater at noon. Like this right. never happened. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know, it's man. Only, you know, That's it's weird. only the, the later shows where, where like that movie got sold out, and the guy's like, "Fine, I'll buy a ticket to fucking yeah, yeah. GI <laughs> like, Joe," and and then he he sneaks into Jungle Cruise and and just shoots up the whole theater because he's pissed off that everyone's sitting down except for him. And no, they no, still no. blame it on Joker. No, I think he bought a ticket to Space Jam and was pissed off at how bad oh. that movie was. Why would you buy a ticket Very to much. Space Jam? Yeah, it's for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can just watch that on HBO Max or a friend's HBO Max. Oh, my God. Save yourself, save yourself some anger there. Just watch it at home and just be mad at home. No, because if you watch it at home, then you have to yep. shoot up your own house. Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not all Bible thumping. <laughs> Speaking of HBO Max, though, uh, <laughs> I watched Suicide Squad. Mm, yep. <laughs> uh, I watched it at the theater. I thought it was really fucking good. Yeah, I good. really, really liked that movie. Yeah, it's I love fine the 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 back and forth between Idris Elba and John Cena. That and that's a sentence that. I would have never thought I would say, <laughs> and, and, and yet, I mean, it, it was so good. <laughs> I, I liked I liked uh, Idris a lot in it because I was yeah. afraid. I'm like, oh, is it just going to be because Will Smith isn't and he's going to yeah, build yeah. all that Will Smith? It's like it's a totally different type of approach from he's just, Will Smith. He's just going to play Luther through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, except yeah, he's well, freaked I mean, out by rats, yeah. which makes me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted that. from Will Smith. Like the Idris Elba is is what I wanted from Will Smith in the first one. But Will Smith always has to be a good guy. Like yeah. he can't just be a bad guy. And and yeah, so it's like he yeah he he turned out to not be great for the part. But no, Idris Elba was awesome. Um, I I think John Cena like the role was perfectly written for John Cena. Like he. He's got the comedic chops to pull it off, but like just the straight faced fucking like, oh, I fight for freedom while you're like, that dude <laughs> is ridiculous. There's not an oversaturation of Harley Quinn. I thought it no. was like just enough Harley Quinn. This is the but, first movie where I was like, all right, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. I really fucking dug her in this movie. Um, yeah, no, it was it was very well paced, very well done. The only thing I didn't like was the uh, oh, eight minutes ago this happened. They did that like four or five times yeah. in the movie, and I fucking can't stand that. You know, at least they didn't do that with like a twenty-song musical montage in three minutes. Okay, yeah. and like <laughs> but, the uh, music, the music choices made sense in this. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really liked most of them. Um, yeah. I yeah. I actually really liked Harley Quinn in this one, which is oh, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like she wasn't overdone. And, no. and guess what? There's actually a reason to have Harley Quinn there. Yeah. It's like, okay, yep. we need we need eight people to... All right, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, it, it, yeah. the, the thing that they sent her to do, I see Harley Quinn being able to do. <laughs> like, it's... And I, I love that it also has Doctor Who in it for some reason. <laughs> yep, he's in it. So, 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 so that's cool. It's it, almost as if the director is really good at making team movies. <laughs> so. He's just good. James Gunn's just good at making movies. I mean, I don't think I've seen a James Gunn movie I haven't liked yet. <laughs> I could show you some, but they're a long time ago. I love them, but you won't. Yeah, it's like we can. I was about to say Dan and I are familiar with some James Gunn stuff that we enjoy, but for different reasons. Uh, Emily writes, "Am I only limited to rating?" To rating oh. the date from one to ten, or can I go outside of the one to ten range? Side note: A noon date Emily, is definitely not lame. These knobs go up uh, to eleven. Yep. Yeah, you can you can make your own rating system, but you have to tell us you know how many what's out of what. So like, how many you know ninja stars out of Batman did you give the date? <laughs> how many ninja also, stars out of Batman going to lunch at uh, yeah uh, <laughs> some. Paris croissant place. There you and go. Also, and also, <laughs> noon, noon, noon movie times are perfectly fine. I, I used yeah. to go to matinee showings all the time just because I hate people. Yeah. So. yeah. That's why <laughs> that, I still go to 3D stuff. movies, honestly, because 3D movies, no matter when you go, you're guaranteed to be one of like four people in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Except that they always give me a headache. So. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I like Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday at like one or two o'clock. 
Nice. Max froze up. Um, is it just us, Mike? Probably. <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, there we go. Hello? You're both back now. Hello? No. I was really hoping it would just like focus this? on Max. <laughs> yeah. <You> like this? <laughs> He's getting two hours of that. Uh, Am I stuck? You're no, fine. You, you, you were. No, you're good now, man. giving you shit now. I was like, wait a minute, do I no. <laughs> the, seat, five, the seat accepted you. Yes. yes. <laughs> you, you can now watch your film from the womb. Out of five, what do you guys rank Suicide Squad? I guess just you again, Mike. I guess. Um, I'll give it a 3.5 or 4. I liked it. It was it was fine. Perfectly good. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. I meant to watch it before we did this show, but I worked some more yesterday and then this morning. I got I'm really into Bosch right now. So I was watching Bosch and I'm the only one now here. So this oh no, Mike's back. Good. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know, man. Dan, I guess the interwebs that... just want it to be us. I guess. I'm I haven't had no oh Dan's gone. Dan's over here. Yes, yeah. See, I, nice. We're here now. Hello? Yes, Fred? you're both oh. back. <laughs> this and is I, fun. You're both back, and I guess I went away for a while. So Yeah, yeah. I, I just got a bunch of circling things, so I, I dropped out and went back yeah. in again. All right, Dan's try this again. Um, what do you yeah, rate? All right. Uh first of all, uh, I have to say that that ten in the morning on a Saturday is is the best time to see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's like three people there and they're all old and very quiet uh, but uh um i'm gonna give this a four and a half. Oh, wow awesome. I, I i really enjoyed this one as somebody who, the, the humor was fun the only part that i didn't like was was the be before the big bad shows up i thought it got a little bit yawny <laughs> For for about ten minutes, but eh. I before I go to Max for his rating out of five, I have to ask as a big fan, how was Nathan Fillion in this movie? I liked him. Nathan Fillion's in this movie? Yep. He's the weasel man, isn't he? No. No, he's TDK. Yeah. Oh, that's Nathan yeah. Fillion? <laughs> Holy shit. Um Okay. Yeah, oh, he's oh. great. He's so rememberable. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take like 0.05 away from it because of the weasel. Oh, you didn't like the weasel? No, I love the weasel. I wanted to see more weasel. Yeah, I like the weasel. Yeah, if we could see if we could see the weasel actually like start. Yeah, because you know you you could have cool. had a cool dichotomy like like uh, you know Cena in 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 Elba and then then. Than King Shark and 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 Weasel. A weasel. You see? Yeah. <laughs> I will say this no, movie. Had, I see it. This movie had just the right amount of Pete Davidson for me. I was just like, <laughs> just the right amount. And and, then, and I I love that that's Stallone, by the way. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just um, it just blows my mind, oddly enough. <laughs> I give I give it a four out of five. I had a lot of fun. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and yeah. it redeems. The first fucking piece of shit movie that they made. Uh, it uh, I, I loved Viola Davis. I loved Waller in this one. Um, I thought like everything was played well. Like, this is the best King Shark on screen we've had. Like like live action King Shark. Period. Uh, no, no. <laughs> like and, and like my whole thing is like, is it better than the um, Assault on Arkham animated movie that they made? And I I think it's yeah. right. 
there. It's it's close. I can't tell which one's better. I'd have to go watch it again. But you know, like my whole thing is like they made a super sweet Suicide Squad movie, so I know it's possible. And uh, you know, like the first one obviously failed horribly. Uh, this movie is is right on par with Assault on Arkham, if not a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a solid flick. Let me ask you guys a question, because DC is known for stepping in and um, hindering their filmmakers stepping by in shit. Yes, they are known for that. So, yeah. does it feel like this whole movie from beginning to end is a James Gunn film? More or less. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I think DC just kind of like stepped back and said, "Oh, oh, oh okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, at first, or, DC was like probably more invasive with their stuff, and now they're just kind of like, "Let's let the filmmakers actually make the films they want to make." I guess we have to fit these fifty songs in here, stat. <laughs> and that can go well, and that can go not so great. I.e., yeah. that's Zach probably Snyder. what it was. <laughs> hey, go watch Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go get like licensing for so much music like they didn't have time to fucking get in james gunn's way <laughs> yeah, <there we> go. <laughs> for, for the for the sequel they got to get john travolta as Catman. Except, yeah. oh geez except he's playing oh. Gotti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i took my son i like that man i took my son to see snake eyes uh, a couple weeks ago hmm. and the movie is I'm going to use the word Mike uses is fine. The movie's fine. And the reason I say it's fine <laughs> is I wasn't offended watching the movie. It's just, it is, <laughs> it is long and it feels long. And there's parts where you're bored because you would think going into a snake eyes movie, there'd be action and a lot of fighting. And there's not, there's a lot more talking. And I thought the movie was cast really well. I liked who they got to play Scarlet. I liked that they didn't like just throw G.I. Joe cameos in it. There's like two G.I. Joes in the film, except for obviously Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. But uh, the movie, it's fine. It's better than the other two G.I. Joe movies. It's a nice start. The thing that bothered me the most about this movie, besides the slowness, is at the end, they lost me when they set up the sequel. Like, I'm like, you guys should have just ended this so movie. Iron Fist. What you're saying is this movie is Iron Fist. And it's better than Iron Except Fist. But does it, does it have boardroom meetings? There's no that's, board. that's what I want to know. The fight sequences that they have are really cool. So it's not like Iron Fist because there's no board meetings. And you're not you're just bored because a lot of things are <laughs> go on a little longer. They just have board meetings. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, no, it's like the it's the Arashikage fucking like annual financial meeting and like Snake Eyes shows up. <laughs> shows up like a pie chart and like, like some yeah. grass. <laughs> I, I really season half and he like slashes it and right I really like Henry Golding as an actor and I really liked him in this movie. This movie is a two and a half out of five for me. It's middle of the road. It's exactly middle of the road. There's a few things I don't understand. Uh, I think in some movies, and this is a negative quality, I think certain people are too forgiving at the end of certain things after somebody does a lot of bad things. And that kind of happens in this. So I'm kind of confused as to why the end went the way it went. Oh, I'm not going to oh. say how it went because I don't want to spoil it and get yelled at on the internet like I did with Space Jam. Holy crap. You cannot talk bad about Space Jam on the internet or your freaking DM blow up. Oh, I'll, I'll talk, talk bad, bad about, about Space, Space Jam. Jam. Space Jam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solidarity, Mike. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I'll talk bad about it. I'll yeah, uh, um, so, so what? What you're saying, Jason, is is 
or what, what what I got out of that is that you got the ending where it's like, if you kill him, you're going to be as bad as he is. And so you just lock him away. So he, he, he gets to, to escape later. No, nobody got locked yeah, away. I, I, like oh, in, okay. in, in these superhero things and these GI Joe things, like I need guys to get locked up. Like you can't just kill the villain. Like that's save fine, the but I, I hate that explanation. I hate fine. that so much. Dan, be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just gotta say, I just gotta say, Dan, I wa- I rewatched Seven last night, so when oh. you said that, I immediately remember. Yeah, yeah. Like every movie should just have Morgan Freeman off to the side, being like, <laughs> "You kill him, <laughs> he, just- he will win." <laughs> He just he just gives like like moral advice while he he, he cradles a penguin and then Snake Eyes just guns <laughs> down. There we go. Yeah. Yes, so there nice. go. But no, so like the the other problem for me with GI Joe movies is they made a sweet GI Joe anime and it was it had everybody in it and it was awesome and if they could do it on that then you can you could just rip that off and make the live action version and that's a good movie. So like, is it better than that? I, what I'm hearing is no. Which means why go watch it? Because you can go yeah. watch GI Joe Resolute and see a good GI Joe yeah. movie. Watch this, it at home. This is true. However, I am going to say something that's going to make Max angry, which uh, I, I don't really think the GI Joe movies are are completely terrible. I don't either. Dan. They're, they're not good. Okay, no. but but like like I can watch them and giggle through them, so they're fine for me. <laughs> I mean, they're like. A majority of other franchise stuff like that, in that it's just yeah. fun, ridiculous nonsense. Yeah. Now, so, now, Transformers kind of offends me. The GI Joe well, one does not. Most of the Transformers movies are just flat out annoying, and you kind of yeah. wish they would just be more ridiculous nonsense and not annoying. GI Joe, the GI Joe movies that came before this never struck me as annoying. They were just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Brendan yes, Fraser shows up. Why not? Because yeah. Brendan Fraser. Is cool. The problem I have is, is it's not the thing you're selling. That's yeah. the main problem I have with Jaja or, or, or a lot of this stuff. It's like it's Fair not enough. what you're selling. And and you could call it anything else and that would be fine. You know, like like or um wanted. That you know, like, that's uh, not the thing that you're selling. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's all... Sorry, sorry, Max, go ahead. No. Um, yeah, like that's that's my main problem. So it's like, yeah, they're, they're not like the worst movie I've ever seen. They're not, you know, obviously they're not good, but like it's just like you could have called this anything else and that would have been fine. But you called it GI yeah. Joe, and now Snake Eyes has got lips on his <laughs> But then, <laughs> but then no one watches it, Max, because it's not a recognizable name brand, and we all yeah, love our that's brands. The that's the thing. And then, and then you find yeah, it I mean, on like Tubi seven years from now, and you're like, yeah. hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> But it's well, like just make the thing because I mean, like obviously these animators got together, they made a, a, a thing, they called it GI Joe, and it was actually that thing. Like I, I just don't understand how come it never translates into the live action, like or that's <laughs> thing, but like rarely ever, like it actually translates. <laughs> sorry. To go sorry. back to your your it's it's not the thing you're selling. I just picked up this Boris Karloff box set. Which is is pretty cool. Like except the front says the master of horror in his most frightening roles. And he's the protagonist in three of these. <laughs> he's not being frightening. He, he, he's being frightened. <laughs> right. Like, okay. But isn't it so, scary yeah, how much he's scared? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I find scared people very scary. Yeah, who doesn't? Who I doesn't? do, too, when they're on the road with the blinkers on when it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Justin and I are hard at work on the new intro. The reason our new intro is taking so long is because I have pictures on like 27 different hard drives. I'm trying to get all the pictures because the new theme song is longer than the old theme song, which allows me time to share it on the Internet. So um, (laughs) I am trying to find all the pictures and cons and so forth. And we're going to add some video in it to it as well. So you might see some like little panel stuff here. So it should be a lot of fun. But uh, Dan, I want to know because I couldn't make it because of work uh, about uh, Friday night's D and D. How did it go? <laughs> <laughs> I know the story. Dan already prompted the story. I'm like, save it for the cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, All right. So. Uh... <laughs> Oh my God! Friday night, you got me in trouble with my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. So, um, yeah, there, there, there was to to make it really short. There, there, there was an invasion of zombie-like creatures, which uh, Jason, you became one of them. All right, <laughs> but but it's okay because after some coaxing from the DM, <laughs> Max's character actually just went and killed the the, the bad thing, and. Uh, Along with with Justin, and and now your your character is basically a uh, call it like a like a zombie husk that, that that you control like a puppet. So so you're you're still a character. He's still alive, except now you have a a, a negative five to your uh, uh, thirty movement, and you you have a a negative three. On, on any charisma roll, if if who, whoever you're talking to sees your face. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, this man. show up. I love it. For, uh, <laughs> okay, don't don't not show up for D and D. Or at least That's don't don't tell me that morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I have to rewrite other things, and that 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 makes Dan angry. Oh my god. So so how many rolls for initiative does it take for him to do anything then? Oh no 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 he, he he's only got a twenty five movement instead of a thirty. That, okay, that, that's all. He's just oddly clunky. <laughs> I am two foot nine and for a rogue. Pounds. That's that's great for a rogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, we love, that's we love the fun of it, Max. <laughs> you just you just handicap it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we, who doesn't love a short, fat zombie elf rogue? <laughs> Named Costanza. Named Costanza. I, also, you like you really cool. miss Justin's character, and his character is a freaking ball. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Justin's character is great. Uh, it, it worked out really well. Uh, I would like to do, a, you know, a, a mission or a campaign, or not a, you know, a campaign, whatever, fucking a session where it's not just like me and one other person. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> we've tried, we've tried rogue bard, we've tried cleric bard. Um, I would, I would like to you know, have other things to see if my character can like fully embrace the the supporter kind of role that he's supposed to be playing. You're a, you're a third level bard, man. Just 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 wait a couple levels and he's he's, he's badass. <laughs> I mean, like that, it's all right, but I'm just saying, like I, I'm not supposed to be the dude like out in front, no, and no. Uh, I'm constantly having to be that guy because. I was surprised that nobody picked like a straight ass fighter. So now, yeah, every, every, everybody's support. <laughs> <laughs> right, I wanted to which, try which makes things great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. I like the character. I like the like the you know the difference. Yeah, and I, I see where things are cool, but it's just like man, 
I wish like I wish we had a fighter. <laughs> That's okay. You'll be fine. Around. Yeah, yeah, or a fighter. <laughs> just just straight up fighter. The the yeah. Yep, the most player. interesting class in all in D&D. <laughs> right, right, right next to the Ranger. <laughs> Ranger's I, good. I can do a Ranger. I've decided I'm not bringing back Van Damnation. I am bringing oh, back... What? Um, I'm bringing back Throwback Thursday, but I can okay. put Van Damme stuff into Throwback Thursday, and Dan is going to do an episode with me on the Sixth Sense, which won't air this week. It'll air next week. So I have Are you going to watch Thursday. M, though? That's, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what M is. is. I, that's one of my favorite films ever. It's on uh, HBO Max right now. Yeah, it's on HBO Max, dude. Like it's, it's awesome. It's Peter amazing. Laurie, it's it's a blast of a movie. <laughs> no, I mean black black. I mean, I'm trying to sell it to Jason. Like, it's oh yeah, yeah. It's it's so much fun. It's very romantic. Yeah. I know Speaking every horror movie, movie. It's not a horror movie necessarily. Well. Every movie Dan recommends to me has something weird in it. Like I remember uh, watching Videodrome for the first time without any like contact oh, oh, and stomach vaginas. Three minutes yep. of that movie and I've been scarred forever. Oh, poor guy! So anytime I walk into a movie and it doesn't have a stomach vagina, I'm like, woohoo! Even though I own Videodrome now, so stomach vagina. So. I gotta well, find more movies with stomach vaginas now. Apparently, <laughs> like, oh my I mean. God. They're out there. Yeah, but no, yeah. seriously, Jason, M is good. And if you're looking awesome. for stuff on HBO Max, Carnival of Souls is really good. Yeah. On my list. Carnival of Souls. I, I, personally, I'm, I like M. What I, I like Carnival. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy Carnival of Souls, the concept. It's it's the organ music that gets me. <laughs> it's like it's like watching Anthropophagus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the, the organ music. Is yeah, kind of distracting at times, but there's some really fun but, shots. I mean, I, I I do appreciate what the man did on such a small budget when he's not yeah. even a fucking filmmaker. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's okay, but no, yeah, that okay. organ music uh, is a lot. Plus, of, watch watch the riff tracks version. <laughs> speaking of small budget movies, oh, uh, I went and saw the the Forever Purge. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah no it's not great it, it's it's it, like as far as the purge movies go I'd say it's one of the better purge movies but uh, that's not saying anything you know awesome out of five um, to, out of five <laughs> two two out of five maybe <laughs> uh, yeah they have to escape to Mexico I think that's the irony <laughs> like Americans want to escape to Mexico it's like uh, yeah so that that was that was it. It's uh you know, it's a purge movie. Well, our guest is in the wings, so I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna take our break right now. We'll come back, we'll chat clerks three, and then we'll chat nineties films. And everybody check out the interview I did with BJ Vero and Echo Anderson right now. We will see you guys soon. Hello everybody, welcome to another three geeks conversation. It is Jason here? I am joined today by Echo Anderson and BJ Vero. How are you guys doing today? Hey, uh, doing pretty well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm going to start with you, BJ. So what made you want to get into filmmaking? Oh, I think that's something that came uh, right from early childhood. Once I could get my, my mitts on some action figures, that's pretty much all I was doing. So <laughs> I think it was just a natural progression as I grew up. Nice. I guess it's a way of playing with action figures. Cause <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Echo? What made you want to get into acting? 
Um, watching movies, it was uh, from a very young age, I couldn't understand why I could like watch all of these great, exciting things happen and not just be a part of it. And I remember like talking to my parents at like five years old being like, can I do that? Why can't I do that? And they were like, we'll put you in some acting classes. Let's do that. What are some of the movies that impacted both of you? Go ahead, Echo. Or, or do you want me to go first? I got a you few that. Go yeah. first. Okay. Um, well, I, I don't know. I don't think it's like one of my favorite all time movies, but it definitely impacted me when I was little. I saw Leviathan, the Peter Weller film. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, like at a pretty young age. And I was like, <laughs> how, how are people allowed to make this stuff? It's it's too scary. But I mean, I was that's coming from the six year old me who was like, but I'd also like to make that kind of thing. So um, some of the but some of the films that I watched that I really um, that really resonated with me. I was born in the 80s, so I just love that like decadent, uh, kind of over-the-top era, like RoboCop, Predator, Alien, and Aliens were amazing. So I came up with a lot of that kind of horror, sci-fi, subgenre uh, films that, uh, I mean, I still love today. Awesome. I feel like I was introduced, my like favorite director of all time is Brian De Palma, and I think I was introduced to him way too young. I remember seeing Body Double, and I was like, that that's really cool um so yeah like campy horror which is like i think naturally exciting for children to watch because there's lots of colors and like flashing lights and things like that that was like one of the first one of the first um movies that made me kind of like like i would love to like be a part of stuff like this i want to work with people like this oh campy horror is fun yeah yeah, absolutely. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp 2 is one of yeah. the best campy horror films of all time. But uh, tell me a little bit about The Return. Sure. Um, so uh, The Return it is about a college student whose father passes away and he goes to deal with his uh, dead father's affairs and he brings his friend and his girlfriend uh, with him while he's dealing with that. And he discovers that there's this entity in his house. And it turns out that this is something that was also in his life when he was uh, when he was younger. So he sets out to discover why this thing is back and, and what happened to essentially his whole family. Um, th this presence in the house has kind of fractured everything that he's, he's known about his family life. So that's, that's essentially the film right there. Nice. Echo, how did you become a part of the project? Um, I auditioned for the role of Jordan and I, I mean, I immediately on reading the character breakdown for her, I was like, oh, that's me. I need that. That's mine. I, I, I want it so badly. And um, yeah, I just, I thought the project was really fresh and exciting. And, and we shot in my hometown uh, where BJ and I both are from. And so it for, for what, what was shooting in the city, it's, it's typically not this type of content. And so it was like so exciting to have something like this um, shooting in our city. Um, so it was, I was just like so excited to even get to audition for it. Did you guys know each other prior to making the return? Yeah, we knew each other. Um, we, we crossed paths a lot on set. She, she's uh, she's involved in a lot of uh, film industry work here, and um, as as well as myself, I do I do stunts on certain projects. And uh, yeah, no, like we we definitely had like a good a good uh, you know relationship. Yeah. Um, but we definitely uh, I would say like the return is where we we got to work together and, and definitely became friends. Yes. So BJ, as the writer and director, what where did you come up with the story, and then how does the story morph throughout filming? <laughs> 
Mm. So, okay, so for the return, um, the co-writer, Ken Jansons, he had the concept for the for the script. So he came to me and uh, he had the idea of like the, the haunted, haunted house and the time travel twist. And I thought it was great. So um, I came on and I, I kind of really helped kind of distill it down to its core elements, played with dialogue, uh, really just trying to tighten it up to work within the budgetary constraints that we had. Um, but on the director side, definitely would appeal to me is I love that it started as like a really grounded, classic haunting, you know, very stripped down score, you know, a, a ghostly entity that you would maybe tropically identify with, and then things continue to organically evolve. And I love that part that it really does find itself in a in a big shift going into the third act, but it's it's not forced. It, it's always been part of the narrative. And to me, that was great. Just taking those two genres and like bending them together in a way that, uh, you know, feels relatively coherent. Uh, that, that really appealed to me. So uh, that was something that I really wanted to, uh, to explore on this film. And then Echo, what does it feel like uh, preparing to play a character in a film such as The Return? Um, well, what was really important, I think, like, crucial, I would say, to the development of of the character is actually getting to like sit down with Richard and Sarah because it is so much about the dynamics between those three characters and like there wouldn't be a, a Jordan without a Roger counterpart and so like getting to sit down with those two folks before we started was like essential and luckily we just like blended right away um day one was kind of a big day we shot like some of the stuff that for more on the interview, you guys can tune into the Three Geeks channel tomorrow at 5 p.m. And um, I'm back. We're back. Not damn though. <laughs> Justin and I do not have an actual break built yet. We're working very hard and diligently on that. Steven, if you've got a commercial for your show and you want to send it my way, I will throw it into our commercial break. I will do that. How have you been, man? I haven't seen you since the Indiana show, and I know the other guys had you on since then. So how have you been? You mean pre-pandemic? Yeah. So the before times. Before times. Yes. They were in, good times. Yes, in the, in the long ago. Yeah, <laughs> things have changed a lot, haven't they? <laughs> it, has been, it has been a long, hard road, but we're here. We're, we're watching Tuesdays with Maury. Max, you said you like watching movies on Tuesdays with Maury. That's all I heard. <laughs> cut out. We cut out right at, No, right no, at I like I like Tuesdays watching more on Tuesdays. <laughs> and uh, Dan wants to see more of the weasel, which I think is naughty, Dan. I think that uh, you should. But the weasel's that. cool. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, look at that face. <laughs> so in your in your '90s movies, you're going to do all Pauly Shore movies. Is that is that your plan? <laughs> no. We need more weasel. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Biodome, Dan's favorite movie. In the army, how now, wrong you are, sir! <laughs> Doing all right, guys. Uh, uh, podcasting is going forward. We are in a new era of podcasting. You guys are are are. Uh, you can't count very well. You're up to five geeks on the screen right now. Yeah, we that's that's our thing. We went to Worthington School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the math wasn't taught very well there, and we just have problems counting. Above three, so we just stopped at three. Yeah, that's that's how we've got more. Don't, don't count shame us. <laughs> <laughs> don't count my geeks before they're hatched. That's that is the theme of the, the evening. 
mass yeah, shaming. Who, who, who isn't like who isn't pleasantly surprised by more geese? Like you said, there's only going to be three, and then there's like eighty-three. You know, like, that's fine. That's fine. That's whatever. It depends on the circumstances. <laughs> I, I have, it's just the right amount of geese there's, sometimes. There's plenty of rooms that I've walked into and they've gone, nope, that's one too many. It's <laughs> the beginning of The Hobbit. Come on. Yeah. Steven, tell us about your podcast. Well, we just relaunched our podcast. We are going into our eighth year on a show called Too Much Scrolling. Go to toomuchscrolling.com and find all of our... We lost count on how many episodes we've done. Too Much Scrolling, we cover a movie of the week and a book of the week and all the pop culture news that you can stand. We, we paused for a year, just like everybody else did during the pandemic, and we ran something different for the last 12 months. We did a book club called Sandwiches at Irregular Hours. Sandwiches at Irregular <laughs> Hours. We, we, we read through 12 different books and every word of Sherlock Holmes from Arthur Conan Doyle. We had our expert from the University of Connecticut come in and make us a little bit smarter. It didn't It didn't take, but she's just brilliant. And trying to make Chip and I smarter, uh, maybe, maybe I'm a little smarter. <laughs> well, Stephen, it's perfect that you came in a little early because I know that you're a huge Kevin Smith fan along with a lot of us. And uh, Clerks 3 has finally started filming. And who wants to bet a million dollars that uh, Randall has a heart attack in Clerks 3? <laughs> so they can make Clerks 4? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'll take yeah, that I, I'm, bet. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, because that's a pretty much sure thing. So. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see Jeff Anderson in this photo, because I know him and Kevin had another falling out, but they recently have patched things up to make this movie. Because originally when Kevin wanted to make Clerks 3, he said no. And now they're back. And I know the whole cast is back. Um, Marilyn is back as 37. And um, I, I I am excited. I hope we don't get a Greatest Hits album like we did with Reboot. I thought Reboot was fine <laughs> for a Greatest Hits album. Mm. But I don't need another Greatest Hits. Let's make some new, new uh, music. And then uh, we can do another Greatest Hits like 20 years down the line. Well, you know, in order to make new music, you kind of have to ditch your old instruments at times. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like, I don't know. It's fine. I'm, I'm glad he's having a good time with his friends making his movies again, these movies again. But I'm, I'm personally, I, whatever, I'll take it or leave it. I didn't enjoy Reboot. And I'm just kind of like, I miss when Kevin Smith was actually kind of doing the weird shit. Like Tusk. How weird. Uh, okay. Tusk. No. See, no. I, 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 was, I was one of those few no. people who enjoyed Tusk. I'll, oh, I'll I love that. Tusk. Tusk is great. Uh, okay. How about Yoga in Red State? I don't. I like Red, Red State, State too. I like Red State was awesome. Yeah, I, I like, hated Yoga Hoser. Yoga oh, Hoser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you lost me at Bratsies. The, the Bratsies was it was yeah. That that was a little bit sitting in the theater in a dark theater going really. That's where we've gone <laughs> in, in this. Yeah. That's Kevin really. Like, but also, I'm just kind of like, like, like I don't know. Made... Okay. Oh, Oh, no, sorry. He can just, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping, I don't know, at one point he'd just branch out and try some other types of movies as well. Not just the weird comedic stuff. But, what, like Cop you know. Out? No, not that. <laughs> Definitely not that. Like well, I not said, white Cop Out, but like something, you know. <laughs> something something yeah, different. Uh, like, as, much as, uh, you know, as much as like he plays yes. a stoner, you know, the Silent Bob and, you know, and all that stuff, like, I never actually thought Kevin Smith was a stoner until Yoga Hoser. I was like, okay, now he's smoked. 
too much pot, and and he's finding himself way funnier than he actually is. And, and the like, truth is, he wasn't a stoner until then. That's that's yeah. when he started smoking <laughs> pot. He was an all cigarette kind of guy before that. Yeah, yeah. Seth Seth Rogen tuned into it. Yeah, it was uh, the making of what I think is the funniest Kevin Smith movie, uh, Zach and Miri. I know I'm on an island by myself, but that movie yeah. makes me laugh from start to finish. But um, it was during that movie that Kevin Smith became a stoner, and then we got Red mm-hmm. State shortly thereafter, and then Tusk. I think Tusk, yeah, is, <laughs> Tusk is in the top five movies that have scared me. Like, I can't. I was watching Match Game, and Justin Long was on there, and I was afraid watching Match Game because I can just still see <laughs> the picture of the walrus you can ask dan and the guys i went to uh, jersey with for the grand opening of the new stash like they had a huge life-sized <laughs> and i, I couldn't yeah. go anywhere near it i was petrified oh justin long does that to a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> yes but clerks three from what i've seen from the behind the scenes stuff it looks like we're getting a more realized film like we did with clerks two and uh some more of the previous kevin smith stuff it doesn't look like it's going to be chock full of cameos it looks like we're getting like the basic cast from the original movie with some of the sequel thrown in and i'm kind of excited yeah i'm kind of excited to see jeff anderson back because i honestly i think jeff anderson is the funniest guy in all of the kevin smith movies as randall i love that character Mm -hmm. and so far that character has not done me wrong so Please, part three, don't do me wrong with the Randall character. That's all I ask because I'm really looking forward to seeing Jeff do his thing. I don't disagree with you. Me Jeff Anderson is amazing. <laughs> but back to Rosario Dawson for a second. Yeah, somehow they got Rosario Dawson to come back on set to do this some more. She might be my favorite character from the Clerks movies. Hmm. She's hmm. she's obviously the best actor. Of, of the group. She's obviously had such <laughs> success outside of the View Askew universe. View Askew universe? Oh, yeah. This isn't live. Good. Edit that out, Jason. View Askew universe? Sure. Is that how you say it? Yeah. It's hard to or say. Or would it just be View Askewverse? I don't even know anymore. It's a pandemic. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Just blame everything on the pandemic. Absolutely. We've you got can't years count past three. I mean, it's there. It's a pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic is why we can't count past three. The first, uh, absolutely, the first Suicide Squad movie. Pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The Suicide Squad. Good movie. After pandemic. Filmed during the pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the, the second Suicide Squad movie. The first one was god awful, mm. terrible, terrible. Movie. Yep, we've been over this. Yep. <laughs> So uh, will, will Clerks Three be as good as Clerks Two? I hope so because Clerks Two is my favorite. Yeah, I, I, Clerks Two was a was a happy surprise. Like I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. I thought it was too late, and uh, here we are again. Like I don't know that it's going to be that great, but I mean, I'm hoping it is. Like that, that that's just it. like yeah, I don't see how it can be. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going with Mall Rats, but eh. I like Mall Rats, Rats as well. Awesome. But um, anyway, I saw Clerks 3, and I was like, what would be a good topic for the second hour of our show? And I'm like, well, Clerks is a 90s comedy, so let's talk 90s comedies. Because Kevin Smith fits a lot of the bill for 90s comedies, and we'll see if anybody picked any Kevin Smith movies. But the way we do our top fives is we go through the list. If somebody has something, like if Max says his number four is uh, 
three amigos. And then Dan has three amigos at number two. We would hold three amigos till we got to Dan's three amigos, which we know that, you know, George sucks at movie critiquing. Also not a 90s movie, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why I said it, because I knew it wouldn't be on anybody's <laughs> list. Damn it. <laughs> but I'm going to start with my top five, my number five. And my number five is a classic movie from the 90s starring Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. It is my guilty pleasure movie that I love and I still watch to this day. She's all that. I love She's All That. It is I don't I can't tell you why I like that film so much, but I do. I have it on Blu-ray, I had it on DVD, I had it on VHS. I think I had it on Laserdisc at one point. She's All That. Lovely. Are you excited for the remake whatever thing they're doing? They that I mean maybe. I don't know. I have to see it first. Well, I mean, I think they're in the midst of making oh, no. the, the remake or reboot, so I, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm not against remake and reboots because no matter what happens, I will still have this quality film sitting on my shelf that I can revisit anytime I want, and I do often. And I, you know, I wasn't a Freddie Prince Jr. fan until recently when he did his <laughs> podcast. And so, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. Let's give Rachel Lee Cook. So, if you like Freddie Prince Jr., check him out in Wing Commander, the classic. Yeah. Oh, what what a classic <laughs> film. Man, Never that's, seen it. That's... Max, yeah, you, you have it, your number five. Uh, my number five, just let me get out my handy dandy notebook and pen here. Notebook and pen guy. Uh, number five, I'm going with uh, Damon Wayne's in Major Pain. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> well, I need to revisit I, that. I, I, I love that movie ever since I was a kid. Uh, I, I just think it's great. It's uh, it's silly. <laughs> it's it's not actually like that great of a film, but I really fucking enjoy it. Let's uh, let's say one of the classic childhood hilarity. <laughs> if we were yeah. doing movies, I would I would say In Living Color is the '90s. The the Wayans brothers just doing it and and making that next leap from the Saturday Night Live era into the 90s comedy, the Wayans Brothers did it right. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the um, SNL cast, which the SNL cast was very successful in the 90s, and you compare it to the In Living Color cast, everybody on In Living Color during seasons two and three were superstars when that show ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the biggest superstar yeah. of the 90s, which was Jim Carrey. It was uh, yeah. It was between that and oh. um, Blank Man, but I think I think Major Pain is is actually a funnier. Movie. Absolutely, <laughs> Major Pain covers Blank Man. <laughs> uh, Dan, what do you good. what do you got for number five? Me, Dan, he just made me nostalgic for the for for Carrie's fireman character. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> for uh, number five, I've got the Big Lebowski. Um, uh, hold, hold it. Yeah, figures. <laughs> I figured it was going to be higher on your guys' list, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Oh, I left Ace Ventura yeah. off of my list for obvious reasons. We've talked about it a million times. Oh, I didn't up. put it on my list because I was sure it was going to be on yours. No, I left it off mine because it would have been number one, and we've everybody knows that already. Stephen, what is your number five? My number five, since we are going from the bottom of the list up, is Friday, the classic 1995, the introduction of Chris Tucker, right. and mm -hmm. the fact that we know that Ice Cube can act. That's that boy, did, did Friday influence my 1990s? Yeah, me too. Yeah, Friday I love was that. good. 
Friday, <laughs> Friday, the original Friday is the best of the Friday series, and like, it, yeah, it uh, that is a classic movie. I love yeah. that movie. Not only could Ice Cube carry the movie, but he also wrote the film too. And that was his first film that he wrote, right? Because he didn't write Boys in the Hood. I'm pretty sure Friday was Ice Cube's no, first no, no. making a feature, but I'm not sure. We're the man can write. You know, that one was good. He should have stayed broke, you know, so that he could write more good movies. Because, like, you could tell the richer he got, the the worse his movies got. Because, like, are we there yet? Is a classic. <laughs> Oh yeah! How know, dare like, he? Are we there yet? Too? <laughs> no, 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 no! How dare him? I'm saying it's like that was a really good movie, and he was not very rich at the time. Millionaire blues singers don't really succeed. Yeah. All I'm saying is I like Ice Cube's angry guy role that he has in a lot of the newer movies, like in the Jump Street series. I really liked him in that, and I liked him in Fist Fight, even though that movie was garbage. But um, Mike, what is your number five? Uh, my number five is Galaxy Quest. Oh, uh, you're gonna have to pause on that. That's that's yeah, definitely we'll higher than figure. five, my friend. All right, I'll hang on to it. <laughs> yeah, hang on to that one. You got it. <laughs> my number four, and I really struggled because I, I was like, I need to put an Adam Sandler movie on there. There's three from the '90s that I absolutely love, and um, I, I I was gonna go. Billy Madison was on my list until about two hours ago. And I'm like, if I'm honest with myself, watched it. <laughs> then I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> if, um, nice. if I'm honest with myself, the the movie of his that I go back to more often is Wedding Singer. And yeah. as most people know, I'm not a Drew Barrymore fan, so the fact that this movie is good this, in spite of Drew Barrymore being in it really says a lot. I I find this movie charming, and I think Adam and Drew Barrymore have some of the best chemistry in Hollywood with each other. So, uh, yeah, my number four is Wedding Singer, because I think it's probably yeah, Adam Sandler's right. actually... What's it's that? at least Adam Sandler-y. <laughs> I thought that was made in the 2000s. I'm, I'm fucking old. I'm pretty sure it's 99. It squeaked in there as a 90s comedy, but it is yeah, much yeah. more of a 2000s vibe. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, hold on, I'm trying to fact-check myself. Yeah, ninety eight. The best. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the best Adam Sandler movie is Happy Gilmore, hands down. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's a good one too. It was on my list. The uh, Big Daddy was another one. But I think Big Daddy was. <laughs> yeah, my list was all Adam Sandler films until two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. I was only choosing one. <laughs> all right. So, what do you say, Wedding Singer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that one too. That that was a good one. I like his friend in the Michael Jackson coat. I like yeah. that guy. <laughs> the guy that's in all of his movies. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't uh, have a name. He's he's the guy he's in the Adam Sandler movies. He's the guy from uh, Grandma's Boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I swear Which to God, Max, one. if that's okay. somewhere in this list. It's not. I love it, but it's not. His name's Alan Covert. Covert, yeah. No, it's not. He's very no, covert. His name is nope. the, the guy in the Adam Sandler yep. movie. That's like, like the guy that sang with George Michael and Wham, whose name we will never know. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? Wham. <laughs> Wham! <laughs> point there. Right, is Max right. is turn for number Max? four? Right. Who's, yeah, whose turn? Yours. 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 
All right. Uh, number four is gonna go to Office Space. Oh, I completely forgot Office Space. Yes, that I'm... is a very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen uh, Office yeah. Space. Oh my God, JT! Wow. Really? Uh, I, you know who I love in Office Office Space? Fucking Diedrich Bader as the neighbor. Hey, Peter! Yeah, yeah. Fucking great in that movie. Turn on Channel Twelve. Press <laughs> <laughs> <Rest> exam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, um, like you know, the, the, the movie is great. Um, you know, there's the classic changing lanes, and, and it always gets worse every time you change. Yeah, yeah. Um, the office space definitely one of I think the, the best comedies coming out of it. Also, to go with that, Gary Cole is mm-hmm. so yes. dry and so under like playing underplaying everything that it's like I hate this guy, but I also kind of <laughs> love him. <laughs> Is Office Space a man card movie? I don't think Office Space is a man card movie. I get it. I need to see it. I want to see it. I liked um, Idiocracy, which we're living now, and I liked Extract. So I, I need card. What Office Space is is like a working Joe kind of movie. Like like you got to see it if you've ever had like that kind of job. Yeah, I don't think it's a man card movie. It's not like Rambo. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely. (laughs) Desk job movie, like yeah, yeah. Desk job, you're like, yep, I get this. You will understand this movie. Yeah, George, go not watch Three Amigos and calm down over there. (laughs) Not watch Three. I've never, I've never had a desk job, but like, if you've ever worked a job that you absolutely hated, then you will, you will be able to take something away from this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll show you pieces of flair. Yeah. My turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for my number four, I'm doing Three Amigos. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing uh, South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. Ooh, leave it. Because for for my leave list, it. yep, that, that's leave fine. It. That's fine. I'm explaining stuff, Max, <laughs> and it's not about the movie. Okay, so just okay. yeah, okay. For for my list, like I had to do comedies that I could put in at at any given time and watch. Whatever, and that that is definitely one of them. Anyway, yep, absolutely. So, if we're going with movies that I've watched over and over and over again since the '90s, I have to go with Army of Darkness in the fourth slot. Nice. That is nice. that is one of those movies that I will watch from beginning to end, probably once a year. There's just something about Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell, his charisma. He is he is the Han Solo that Harrison Ford isn't. Harrison Ford <laughs> has no charisma. Like you see an interview with Harrison Ford, you go, "Why do I love this man's character so much? This guy is a wet sponge." Bruce Campbell, <laughs> I, I will talk to Bruce Campbell any day, any time. I will listen to him talk. I will stare at him and in wonderment at how he can be so charismatic. Army Darkness is definitely on my top five. That that's a good one. Yeah, I, I- I've watched Army of Darkness like a few times, and I, I didn't realize it was connected to Evil Dead because I don't like horror <laughs> movie with the horror <laughs> movies. But uh, I, uh, the, the first time I saw any of the Evil Dead movies, I was very taken aback because they are not similar. <laughs> no. no, Evil Dead Two. <laughs> Evil Dead Two similar. Yeah, that's, that's funny. There's just something uh, about. Yeah. The idea of this guy just going around and and being you talk about man card, Army of Darkness might be on that man card list. Uh, I gotta say, did you watch um Ash first? Yeah, Dead? King, baby. 
I have watched every second of Ash versus Evil Dead. It is phenomenal. If oh you my god! Like that comedy. If you like that action, if you like the it, and thing about Max, if you don't like horror, if you don't like gore, watch Ash versus Evil Dead because they take the gore and make it ridiculous, and yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah, there's an episode with um, uh, on a uh, autopsy table with yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell and a dead yeah. body and. It is uh-huh. the funniest thing of the last 10 years that I ever saw on TV. It's one of those things that you never expect to ever see, but you just saw it, and you're like, I never expected to see that, but that was great. It Game is gross. a Three Stooges gross-out moment. It is a 21st century Three Stooges moment, and it, it just sticks with you, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Noted. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pre-dial... I'll, I'll, I'll... I'll dial up my therapist and then give it a watch. <laughs> Mike. Uh, Mike, what is your number four? Uh, my number four was 1995's Empire Records. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. And basically, and don't get me wrong, I love Clerks and so forth, but this was more more my Clerks than it because it's just day in the life of these record store employees. It's actually got a soundtrack that I day. enjoy. Yep, Rex Manning Day. That's an underappreciated oh, performance from him. Um, Anthony LaPaglia is really great in it. Uh, and honestly, like one of my first like teen comedy crushes was Reese Witherspoon. So <laughs> I, I like her in this movie quite a bit and everyone's really great in it. Rory Cochran, Ethan Embry, when he's watching Guar on the TV, he's like, yeah, you can be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, so great. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. That's my list to watch right now. Cause I've never seen it. But uh, my number three, and I think that this movie is superior to the first one in every way. I remember, I like the first film a lot, but this sequel is one that just, they go for it. Like 227%. Uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey really are just great in this movie. And I'm talking about Wayne's World too. Like, I love this movie. I think it's one of the best comedy sequels from the 90s. And... It's just because you feel like you're getting just 455% of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey in this movie. Like, they're giving it at their all. You've got Christopher Walken added to the mix in this. And you've got an amazing kung fu scene in the middle of the movie that's, like, random. And I just recently watched The Graduate, so I completely understand the ending now. So, (laughs) Wayne's World 2 is, I think, so underrated. I love it. I would so argue that, but I'm going to let it pass. Jason. I like the first one. I think the first one's great. I just really like the ridiculousness of the second one. No. I, I don't know if Jason gets the... Look, look, look at Mike's face this time. He's just like... I, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You guys duke it out for yourselves. It's all good. There's no, 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 good. Max? <laughs> Uh, you sure you got nothing else to say about Wayne's World 2 being better than Wayne's World 1, Dan? Anything? No, no, no. not at all. It is a great film. I especially like when the ghost of Jim Morrison comes in and then starts talking about he's got responsibilities because that's exactly what Jim Morrison. All right, Dan is now. <laughs> <laughs> Going to go to Half Baked with Dave Chappelle. Right. Yeah. That's good, man. Uh, 
that's um, a good one. The classic stoner movie. Uh, I just, I love it. Uh, I love Dave Chappelle. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of good fun. Highly quotable. So definitely one of the movies I can just, yeah, pop in right now and watch anytime. That's um, that's not a bad one. I think that one's great. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Jim Brewer. Huh? Yeah, Jim Brewer is great in this one. The guy on the couch is awesome. Uh, I like <laughs> Cuban B. Cuban B is great in this movie. <laughs> no, it's just a lot of fun. Um, oh, who's who's the one that goes to jail? What's that guy's name? Uh, he's he's like in everything. Movie, but I can't remember it's the actor's name. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's it, it's great. Um, Tommy Lee, uh, not Tommy Lee. Um, fucking. Tommy Chong. That'd be awesome. Yeah, if Tom, Tommy, Lee Tommy, 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 uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. No, Tommy Chong is great. This is, like, is a great cameo in this one. Squirrel Master. Uh, no, I love it. It's Harlan it's Williams is the guy's name. Harlan Williams. Okay, yeah. I'll take a Harlan. I'll give you a Harlan Williams. But Jim Brewer, I'm sorry. Jim Brewer is a one-note <laughs> comedy. It, 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 no, thank you. Yeah, but I, it, works, it works here. His one-note is Excellent here. He's, yeah, he's like that beardy guy that's in everything now. <laughs> yeah. That beardy guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the beardy guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody. Everybody knows that. It's like, hey, he's he, he's in that movie, and he's in this movie. He's in every movie. <laughs> uh, Dan? Uh, my number three is Mars Attacks. Oh, I love it. All I right. forgot wow. about it. All right. Wow. Solid. That is good. Yeah. I mean, it's... Just I, I I understand that it got panned and everything, but I, it's it's fucking great to me. <laughs> it even has the attack of the 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 killer tomatoes ending. Yeah, it's it's a good one, and the cast in that movie is spectacular, yeah. and the yeah. people they choose to kill off throughout this movie is. Fantastic. I love I love the uh, we 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 still have two of three uh, parts of government, so. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, right. uh, uh, Jack Nicholson as the president was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Jack Nicholson is multiple people. Exactly. Yeah, Great and then <laughs> Michael J. Fox shows up for like a minute. That's the whole reason I went to <laughs> Mars Attack because of Michael J. Fox, and he's only in it for like yeah, yeah, he's minutes. in it for like five minutes. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, Steven Seagal and Executive Decision. Plus, you get uh, oh god. I'm horrible at names today, guys. I don't know what the hell's going on. You get the okay. singing guy in there. <laughs> singing guy. Oh, Does Tom he have Jones. Tom, Tom Jones. Yeah, just playing yeah. Tom Jones for some reason. Well, he's singing the out in nature. They got away yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that he's in Vegas, but still. I mean, they just got Tom Jones to play Tom Jones. <laughs> I mean, listen to this cast. Jack Nicholson, Pierce Brosnan, yeah. Glenn Close, Natalie Portman, Annette Bening, Jessica, or Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Denny DeVito, and Martin Short. Even though Martin Short, I could take or leave. Yeah. He was good in this. Like, I like that he was just the scuzzy, like, press yeah. secretary, secretary picking up uh, women all the time. And that bites him literally later. <laughs> I, I think you know about Plan 9 from Outer Space to enjoy Mars Attacks. I think you need to be in that genre in order to enjoy it. All the superstars. You're right. There's there's a lot of great names in there, but it's not a great movie just because of a bunch of great names. No, no, and it doesn't have Tor Johnson. I mean, 
Time for go <laughs> yeah. to bed. That, that, that would, yes, time for go to bed. <laughs> well, also, like, it's the best line ever. I feel it's one of Tim Burton's more cynical movies without having like a sugar coated ending at the end. Like, everything is just yeah. dark yeah. in that movie, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love that the, the, the people just keep trying to, 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 to be friends with the Morrisons. <laughs> yeah. And it never, well, because it's based off of a trading card series where it's just yeah. like, let's make these Martians do horrible things to people. It's like, yeah. How do you make a happy just, ending with that? You don't see movies like that, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. That's, good. That's, that's, a good pick. A, that's a good pick, Dan. It would have been on my list if I had thought about it for sure. <laughs> Uh, if, if you didn't have to have three Adam Sandler movies on there, then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until about two hours ago, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he wants them all on fast forward. It's my there pick, Dan. There it's my go. pick in my hey, heart. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> all right, time for Mike to shine because my number three is going to be Galaxy Quest. Not because it is the third best movie on my list, but because of uh, reasons that will come up in in numbers one and two. Galaxy Quest may very well be the best comedy of the 1990s. The late 1900s had so many great comedies, but Galaxy Quest, God, somehow came together in into this perfect comedy that stands the best of time so, so well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love Galaxy Quest. Um Sigourney Weaver obviously is, is it's great. Whereas she gets to play a character, it's like you see her in Alien, and she's just like hyper badass. And then like you see her in Galaxy Quest, and she's like, all I do is say what the computer said. It's <laughs> 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 just like just a little blonde bombshell. But the, the, it, it, like, I love Galaxy Quest. It's one of my favorite movies. It made my honorable mentions. Um, I knew it would be on other people's list, but uh, I, I love Galaxy Quest. It's it's a great commentary and that I feel still works with regards to like fandom overall and how mm -hmm. people connect with fandom that makes yes. it like hilarious but also like you know really dramatic too and also I will say it's the one of two times that I like Tim Allen in anything the other being Buzz Lightyear yep. okay. <laughs> this is the this is the one role that I aside from that one that I really think like okay he's I see what he's doing he's being somewhat Shatnery. In both, really? the, <laughs> in both the realm of the show, but also within the realm of like the meta commentary, like, yeah, I I get this yeah. and I, I enjoy this, and like yeah. it's got two oh. it's got two moments that make me laugh and cry at the same time. Grabthar's hammer, of course, has its full <laughs> like journey there, but then also when he has to reveal when he has to reveal to uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but Mathazar, like it's all fake, like it's actually soul crushing. But it's also hilarious because he's yeah. just like, why? <laughs> like, I'm laughing and I'm crying at this. What the hell? And there's my mother chiming in. Yes, this is my mother's favorite movie. She loves this movie. And she hates movies. And she loves this movie. I love it's so perfect. This this movie has a beginning, a middle, and end. You have this character arc for every character somehow, and and Rain yep. Wilson. Like how how much oh. more perfect can this movie get? Yep. Um, and freaking Justin Long. Uh, what's the guy's name? Freaking Justin Moon. Long the as guy, the guy who was in Moon. Oh, um, yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yes. Yes. God. Yes. I love Sam Rockwell. Yes, God. Like, yeah, God. Like freaking, uh, and like you're saying about like the fandom and and like how the people relate to you. It's like, hey, like this is all I've got. 
You know, he's like, I played the guy, you know, number seven. And, I don't and, even like, have a I've last name. Anything else in my life. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and that goes throughout the oh, whole, man, like, we it. have to get off this planet before those critters eat guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the yeah, the no, writing on true. that is is expert. The editing is expert. The documentary that goes how into how that movie well. got made, it's a freaking miracle that that movie exists. Sigourney Weaver asked to be a part of this. She wanted to be that part that was not Ripley, and she did it so yes. well. Oh yeah, no. Alan Rickman in this movie. I mean, because no one does disdain like Alan Rickman. And it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great. I, I I love it. And and you know, like and like you say, those moments, like when the dude is dying and Alan Rickman like gives him the send off. He's like, "By crap, like I will avenge you." And like, but he means it. Like, mm-hmm. and then he goes nuts on those dudes. Like, yeah, no, it was great. It was great. I love Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Yes, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, great. I have nothing to add because I'm a personally I like Tim Allen's '90s movies, but uh, Galaxy Quest is definitely on the top. Mike, what's your number three? Okay, well, speaking of Alan Rickman and earlier Kevin Smith, uh, Dogma. Yep. Ooh, good movie. Do I yeah. do I need to hold on this or can we just proceed? No. Okay. I, cool. cool. No. <laughs> Despite the fact that that is my favorite Viewerskew film, I did not put it on my top five comedies <laughs> yeah. because I don't see that one as a comedy. I think that that is it's... Kevin Smith's masterpiece. I think yes. it is the perfect mix of drama, comedy, philosophy, honest, real humanity. Mm-hmm. It's him actually oh, like processing between oh. that and Chasing Amy. It's actually like him actually processing legitimate things. He's probably question himself about in his life mm-hmm. it's like yep. but yeah no I, I like it a lot go ahead mike oh no go ahead max sorry chris rock is the 13th apostle i think is the funniest shit ever like that <laughs> is like the, the greatest concept to me is like of course they leave off the black apostle like that's <laughs> we got rufus the 13th apostle i i mm-hmm. love i love kevin smith for that character and i love uh, that chris rock pulls it off Perfectly. And like this is also the signifier of the end of how much I really do enjoy Jay and Silent Bob because it's just they're out of their depth. Like mm-hmm. that's the comedy of it. They're just these yeah. bums along for the ride on this grand biblical <laughs> literally adventure. And you know, they're just making the most of it. But everyone I feel really delivers in that movie really well. Like mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, I feel that's actually one of his better performances. In, from around that yeah, era is like, in that ever <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much that is kevin smith's masterpiece that is the best kevin mm-hmm. smith film and i enjoy a lot of kevin smith films except tusk but it, I think that is is where he's at his best. He's being the most honest with himself, and he's telling this story that is deep inside of him. And, and everybody gives a great performance. There's there's so many pieces that come together in that story, and it's it's one of my favorite films for sure. And I, I also love the marketing of it too. I love yeah. the market where he picketed his own movie with all the Catholics who were going to take offense to it and not <laughs> yeah. watch it. And he showed up on the news. Like I can't, that is some next level trolling that actually like pays off really well. <laughs> yes. Dogma. It's very wizard of Oz like as well. 
they're going on the journey and they're collecting, mm-hmm. you know, more people as they go and mm-hmm. getting to the end. I, I love it too. It, I there's an argument to be made there. Chasing Amy is my favorite USQ movie, but um, mm-hmm. Dogma is pretty close to it. Uh, Chasing Amy doesn't have the comedy that like like to, to keep me you know no. going along like Dogma does. Like I, I, Chasing Amy is just more of a straightforward movie. Like I yeah. I, I, so Perform- like yeah, no, Dogma I think does it. I feel performance wise and dialogue wise they're on equal footing. Chasing Amy out of the two of them is the one that really hasn't aged well just because it's kind of like, well, you're not really talking about this. You're talking about a a bisexual person, which is not the same thing. So it's kind of, you know, with with age, it's not really held up as well as dogma, which is like, again, as you mentioned, Steve, it's like it's a it's George Carlin. Yeah, Carlin. George Carlin. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> totally believable totally playing you know who george carlin the character has been throughout his career that catholic boy who has yeah. maybe changed his mind about this idea of dogma and it's beautiful it is so well put together i've yeah. got a buddy christ sitting right over there i should go, I should go get that <laughs> i uh so when I made my list, I was trying to find movies that I could pop on at any time like Dan and ones I didn't think anybody would talk about. My number two is So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Harriet. Lord. Sweet Harriet. Yeah. Heed. Heed. You got a lot of, got a lot of Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Myers on your, your I idea. like I like Mike Myers. I have never seen The Love Guru. I avoided it for many, many, oh, many good, reasons. Because I want to keep that image. And I haven't seen Cat in the Hat either. Because I want to keep the oh, image. Oh, yes. Go, go see Mike Cat in the Hat. <laughs> um, oh, my. So I married an axe murderer. I, I love it. Like, Mike Myers doesn't, like, look like a guy who would be funny. But he is extremely funny, I think. And Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> I think. So why does that one go on your list above Austin Powers? Uh, it's more of a cohesive story. Plus, I, I, I don't know. I like the story a little bit more. I am a, I'm a big fan of romantic movies, Steve. So that might be part of the reason I like this a bit more. But no, just the whole scene with the dad and the younger kid and him yelling at him to move his head. Like, I just find that to be one of the funniest things in the world. And my, uh, yeah. my uh, son has a pretty big head, too. So it's... <laughs> Just a movie, a movie we watched together and uh, enjoyed. He laughs at it as well. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the scene where uh, Mike Myers is playing multiple characters, uh, it, it, I, I love it. Yeah, like, that, that's just like good stuff. Uh, it's it all works. Um, now, so I married an axe murderer. I think is one of the more, like it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, because yeah, because there's like because Austin Powers and and Shrek and and all you know, like all the other great things that he's done. But like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 below the radar. I like that one. You know, Chris Farley was originally the voice of Shrek, and they yeah, redid yeah, all that's the why audio. I don't like Mike Myers. You 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 got right to the heart of it. I do not like Shrek because that movie should have been Chris Farley. That movie would have been well, completely different. The animation is a picture of Chris Farley with stupid Mike Myers' stupid Scottish voice, and I don't like it. Well, the studio changed it. It's not Mike's fault that uh, he was brought Chris in to redo died. it, but 
I do want to see I mean, that it's, edit. It's, it's mostly Farley's fault that yeah, Mike had to come Farley. in. I blame, I blame Farley. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love Farley. I, I completely forgot to put any of the movies on here. But, yeah, yeah, Farley and Spade are great together. <laughs> oh, so good. good. Yeah, I just I just love when he comes comes back to the car and he he, he rips the door off. And he's like, "What'd you do?" <laughs> yes, Tommy Boy is yes. definitely on my on my longer list, not my top five, but definitely yeah. in my top ten. Yeah, yeah, we'll never see what happens because I know that him and Spade had signed a deal to make like two more movies together before oh. he died. And you know, Spade's career went a completely different yeah. way when Farley was lost to us, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Love that makes me sad. Well, yeah. bring us back up, Max. <laughs> yeah, Max, come on. All right, uh, here we go. Number two, Dan, uh, South Park, bigger, yeah. longer, and uncut. Um, I, I, I love the South Park guys. Like they, the, they yeah. just made this, the, this fucking movie, and it's still watchable and it's still relevant. And 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I really dig it. The musical numbers are all awesome. I love, you know, blame Canada. Like, you know, it's like why, <laughs> dude? I think uh, yeah, no, like. Like, oh, I, I was gonna say, I think it's the hardest I ever laughed in a movie theater the first time I saw it. I went with Pam and Fuzzy. Maybe you were there too, Max. But I literally, no, no, I wasn't allowed to see this movie for the longest time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we had we bought tickets for another movie, Max. I, I literally called out of my seat when they were seeing Uncle Fucker. Like that yeah. moment that that comes on the screen, the movie law. I didn't stop. I had to see it four or five other times because I missed so much. And I still catch new things now. Those guys, I think those yeah. guys are brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, like, all the stuff with Satan and, and, and uh, Saddam Hussein. And, I mean, just like, I don't even understand where these dudes thought of this shit. But I love it. Uh, so. <laughs> I think they're some of the smartest writers making movies right now and TV shows. I think their their level of intelligence, that where they come up with this stuff is amazing to me. Team America, which is not a 90s movie, uh, no. brilliant commentary on, on everything. And if we're going to go with a Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I would go with Basketball over South Park. That's Basketball, good, too. That's, I went the other no. way. I went that's the other Sucker way. Brothers. I, no, I, watched, I can't. I love it. I love I that kind of comedy. Recently, and, and it's good. Like it's still funny. Like it makes me laugh. Like, but no, South Park will. Like, it just gets more laughs, even though I know the joke is coming. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I gotta give it to South Park. This is one of those movies that I can watch over and over whenever, and it it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't stop being funny to me. Like I, I love that they made a musical out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this this yeah, made me go back and watch Cannibal the musical. musical. <laughs> this is how they won a Tony was they made musicals and and they yeah. got to the yeah. point where they were making Broadway musicals and doing it in yeah. a brilliant way. What's brilliant about these I guys? I want to see the Book of Mormon. I haven't seen that yet. Me too, Max. What's brilliant about these guys is I watched the uh, the episode where they explain Mormonism. Again, and I watched the vaccination yeah. special. I don't know if you guys saw the new yeah. latest vaccination. Yeah. That was these guys, like they don't just make fun of something, they use the words in like the religion of Mormonism and present that to you. So you can laugh at it or not, but what they're telling you is exactly word for word yeah. what is within you know the religious doctrines and so forth. And Scientology was another good episode they did. Yeah. These guys I like the their fact- homework. 
I love the fact when they 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 go through the mythology or uh, you wouldn't call it mythology, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I would, but they wouldn't. Uh, they, they 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 flash on on the, on the bottom of the screen that this is what Scientologists really think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, does that sound a bit ridiculous to you? Because this is what they actually think. Yeah, um, no, it's great. So, South Park, the movie. I I I wanted to do another South Park movie. I like. You know, they obviously they've not gone back to it, but they uh, got a deal. They got I, a million. Yeah, they got nine hundred cool. million dollars. Fourteen more movies, Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Like, uh, they're they're For, hilarious. I love them. Paramount cool. Plus, though. <laughs> oh damn! We have, oh. we have Paramount Plus, Max. Do we? Plus. South Park. <laughs> South Park is kind of a low budget <laughs> show. Need that? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's perfectly no, like, fine. Um, what got me is like you know they're talking about making South Park and it's like yeah we we're using the computers that they used to make Jurassic Park except to make South Park and it's like <laughs> it's way more than we need <laughs> but here we are. Like, yeah. Well, that's why they're always so fresh too, is because they literally yeah like up to the deadline that they need to air the show they're still working on it like mm-hmm. they only they only prepped the episode like a week before it's supposed to air really yeah. Yeah, so that's why they're always still Craziness. relevant. <laughs> and they got a couple of days for all the, all the 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 lines. So, right, oh, that was craziness. Those guys are awesome. All right, so yeah. yeah, that was my number two to to bring everybody back up. South Park, bigger, longer, not go. <laughs> I realized during the number threes that I really left some things out, so I'm going to cheat. Uh, so Fair. sorry. Uh, my my two point five <laughs> is is a mystery science theater the movie. That's, that's which is the most I have ever laughed in a theater. Give it's, Uncle Scrotor a hug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a refreshing mint flavor. You know, like, they Mr. they did that so well. The uh, the the Doctor Jemima uh, like sequence is 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 my um, my favorite thing I've probably ever seen. Um, <laughs> my my number two. Is uh, Dracula dead and loving it? Wow, that's digging deep. You're going to go with Zucker Brothers and you're going to go Dracula dead and loving it? I got to go with Leslie Nielsen in that one. And I just blew my mind looking this up to figure out who played Renfield because that that part is freaking great in this movie. And then I realized Peter McNichol not only played the guy in Ghostbusters 2, which Mm -hmm. which I already knew, but but he played played Galen in Dragon Slayer. (laughs) <laughs> wow. yeah, Peter McNichol is all uh, he was an Alan McBeal too. I love that. Yeah. Guy. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I, I he is Vigo, that's the guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but his his portrayal of Renfield in that, I, I just love that. The whole thing. He's he's just like like eating bugs off the table. Yeah. Oh he's dear like, like, God, oh. what are you doing to all the furniture? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I know it has an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but but I I still love that movie. <laughs> we did a and, and, and I, in depth but, analysis of the original Dracula during our our twelve yeah, month yeah. book club, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Dracula is a pretty amazing piece of writing that has been used for so many different things for so long and yes that that is an example of it being used (laughs) yes yes it is um but it's also the closest dracula to the 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 first universal film i i I think (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, is that a it, good it's thing. Just, I don't know. And, I'll, I'll like go with the Hungarians. I mean, I'm all right with with the idea of the, the Dracula accent being my people. I get that, but I I don't say blah blah blah. No. Well, that's that, that's just the count from Sesame Street. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but the whole to put a pimp on there. <laughs> the whole scene in the movie when 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 he's dreaming and he's like Renfield, look, I'm eating vine here. I'm I'm I'm, I'm drinking vine and eating chicken. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Dracula Dead and Loving in a long time. I'm gonna go back yeah. and revisit. Now it I gotta after, revisit it. Thanks, Dan. Danza, you are quite welcome. I love also watch Mystery Science Theater the movie. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. This Island Earth is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of shithole planet is this? <laughs> Normal view. They, they 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 had to slow it down to make it for you know the, the the riffing for the theaters, but but it's it's such a good pace through through the whole movie, and it's like it's a long par five up to the nation's capital. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the losing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, say, that is my number one. You 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 previewed my number one because boy, I got to tell uh, you, I was not a fan of Mystery Science Theater until that movie really? because I didn't have cable. I, I grew oh, up without cable, okay. and I so gotcha. I did not have access. I didn't know that this show existed until my <laughs> friend Steve brought me to movie theater one night and said, "You are gonna like this." And boy, he, he cost me thousands of dollars i have spent more on mystery science theater <laughs> yes. than on any other property ever and, and had all of those guys on too much scrolling i've talked to every single cast nice. member and uh i i love them and i i watched one on friday they just did a live uh thing on friday they're doing a summer of uh, they're call they're calling it the mindless summer in just watching wow. movies together. And uh, I look forward to the new season coming to the new uh, Gizmoplex, their whole new uh, self-sustaining yeah. uh, system where we can watch these movies some more. Because that's all I do is watch Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I so I'm going to go with my number two then. Which it pains me to say, my number two is is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's where I put Clerks, 1994 Clerks. Uh, this okay. movie, I I swear to you, it it is somehow Kevin Smith figured out the zeitgeist of the 1990s and put it on film. The story of Kevin Smith, the idea of Kevin Smith, couldn't possibly be true. You you couldn't actually decide while living in New Jersey in a small town working in a video store to make yourself a movie to find the money selling your comic book collection to fund this stupid little movie that you don't even have the money to make it color so you make it black and white because it's cheaper and then make a, a multi-million dollar career out of these characters the dialogue of Kevin Smith's brain is fascinating to me. I will I will watch I will watch the Masters of the Universe Revelation because I know Kevin Smith's fingers <laughs> put his words into the mouths of these characters. The dialogue that Kevin Smith is able to create is is phenomenal. I 
I'm not a big fan of just his monologues where he's talking by himself because boy, does he have a lot of words, but when he can write <laughs> give, any day, any day of the week. And to those actors uh, credits too, like you were mentioning Jeff Anderson earlier, Jason, like they hold on them for like one master shot and they have a whole yeah. exchange, like committed to memory in one take. And it, flows naturally it like really works well and it's still funny it's like yeah uh clerks was like the first black and white movie that i watched on purpose like by myself <laughs> on purpose and well you know like you know like, they, they show you some in school like you'll see a black and white movie in school or whatever and then you know like or a freaking uh 12 angry men or, or you know something like that and it's black and white and and yeah i didn't really appreciate black and white but i was like and i was uh probably like I don't know, 13 or 14 when I watched Clerks the first time, like, and I chose to watch it, and I was like, oh, I, you know, like, there's, there's, everyone's cussing up a storm, and I was like, holy shit, this fucking movie is like, <laughs> this is what's up, and then, yeah, no, it, it, it's great, it's a great little piece of, you know, like, that, it, it, yeah, like you said, it captures everything about that time and that place. And like, as it, my mother points out, I was in the video <laughs> store at the time when Clerks was released. And yes, it captures everything about my life in the video store. I loved that job. I loved having those conversations. I loved seeing those people, meeting those friends that I made as a result of being able to talk about movies. It, it, it really is the basis of podcasting. Think about this for a second. The video store was the place where we went to talk about geeky stuff. And then they closed the video store, and I went and got a straight job and started a podcast instead. <laughs> That's true. I, I I think when we have guests on, we should. I I think when we have guests on, we should always have their mothers. Yes, in the I, I'm I'm enjoying your 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 mom's commentary. Thank you. One hundred percent. My mom can't watch my show because nope. of nothing. <laughs> I agree with this. I love you. I'm not listening to your filthy mouth. <laughs> all right. about clerks? I mean, did we say it all? I think so. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. it's a great film. It's a great, and film. it has a song about Wookies. That is true. <laughs> on on my Spotify in tight rotation. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I am curious, Steve. I am curious. What did you think of him changing the ending to the to the yeah. works? Uh, again, speaking of somebody who worked retail at the end, uh, I, I didn't really want to see uh, the tragic <laughs> end of the retailer. Uh, please, please leave me with a happy ending in in my job and my profession. Uh, now that I'm a you know school teacher, I don't like movies that end poorly for teachers either. So, <laughs> yes, give me give me more of that. 1999. <laughs> <laughs> give me more of that for sure. I've I've always just wondered too, like what whatever inspired him to do that. Like I always thought before I knew about that ending, like it was just like, oh well, just another day in the life of a clerk. It just life goes on. And then I heard about the original ending, and I'm like, oh my god, what mm -hmm. inspired him to want to come up with that ending originally? It's it's a real fear of a retailer. It is a real fear of a, a convenience store specifically. The idea yeah. that you are putting yourself at risk for what? What is the purpose of this job? And that that was the theme of the movie. And, and I could see where he went with it, but no, no, thank you. 
<laughs> give, it give might have been a three. little too much, yeah. Yeah. Clerks <laughs> three where they're still happy to do the job in their own special way. Oh, don't say that now, because now you know for sure that ending's working into Clerks three somehow. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. But now it'll be like a Michael Bay experience. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the burger joint just blows up. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what is your number two? Oh, okay. It's my um, number two for me is The Birdcage. Oh, I'm wow. really, really. Right. That's yeah. a good one. French I film. I like this. Uh, well, based off of the. Uh... Or, or the Michael Caine one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> no, the, uh, the Robin Williams, uh, Nathan oh. Lane one. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Robin Williams all day. But. Uh, <laughs> I like this one a lot because I I grew up with this movie in I think it was around like sixth grade or middle, middle school when I first saw it and even then like I l- loved how much I could laugh along with the characters and laugh at the characters but still like there's this sense of heart to it that's mm-hmm. really yeah. even then when I was younger like it really moved me like oh my gosh these, these two really do love each other even they give each other shit all the time I, I love that it was Robin Williams like restrained like he for lack of a better term <laughs> for lack of a better term he's the straight man in the in the couple <laughs> dynamic and Nathan Lane is the one who's like chewing scenery uh, but it, it, it works like he that's it shows off another dimension to Robin Williams comedy is that he can be funny even when he's like having to rein it in a little bit more and he's having to be more conservative with his acting choices and speaking of conservative like i love gene hackman's role in that movie (laughs) just playing the most (laughs) dipshit ohio politician you can have um and like and he's just flabbergasted that about this culture he has no clue about out and it's it's hilarious when he try the one scene where he's trying to like talk about the trip to miami he's like we got to watch the leaves turn some fall colors orange gold red and you just see everyone else in the room just be like (laughs) constantly like just losing (laughs) attention span and it's it's a brilliant like underplayed performance from from him and from everybody really and yeah nathan lane he breaks your heart, but also he's like, man, tone it down a little. But at the same time, you don't want him to tone it down because it's awesome. So, uh, the breakage is great. I, I, I completely forgot about that movie. I, that, yeah. that is a really good flick. Like, uh, that is, that's a good pick. I like that. His, uh, Robin Williams is a history of dance sequence there where he's like going through all the famous dances, like Martha Graham, Martha Graham, and Fosse, and Fosse, but you keep it all inside. <laughs> like, it's a great line. It's like, show all that, but you keep it inside. So good. I had several Robin Williams movies on my top 20 list. If we were doing a top six instead of top five, Mrs. Doubtfire would be my number six. Because that I actually watched that the other day. Yeah, that's that is a wonderful film that holds up very well uh, about relationships, about this wacky dad and as many cameras as they could fit into the studio to capture whatever they could from Robin Williams. I love the story of how they made Mork and Mindy. They just had to bring more cameras in just in case he did something. And that was Mrs. (laughs) Doubtfire for me. Like just just in case, just in case he's does when he does the the whole uh, montage of voices when he's trying to get a job. Like that's yeah. just okay, Robin. Go, 
and they all sit back and just watch for an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he revolutionized sitcoms in that in that sense too. It's like, okay, we know we need this extra coverage now. It's like, here we go. Yeah, when he went in for Happy Days, the the first appearance of Mork on Happy Days, the entire sequences with him were improv. It was driving them nuts because they had never worked with a guy like that that would never oh, do God. the same thing. So you there's like that. all these outtakes <laughs> from Happy Days with Robin Williams that I would love to see because he did it different every single time. Yeah, that dude, that dude is a was a rare, rare talent just because I mean, like, he's hilarious. But then, like, you know, that, that at the end of Mrs. Doubtfire, when he's giving the speech to the judge, he's like, "Don't take my kids." Like, yeah, want to cry? Yeah. Like, it's it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he was excellent. He was just excellent. And to translate that to to the birdcage too, like he he has some moments where he gets to like really show off the eccentric side that we're used to, but then when he has to play like vulnerable, like it's heartbreaking that he has to like basically oh, yeah. say like I can't believe my own kid is ashamed of me, mm-hmm. and so like right. you feel that yeah. gut punch. It's like oh man. <laughs> so um, birdcage is a good pick. I, I completely yeah. forgot about the movie. That's a great pick. So number one. Now that as we go around, I want to say if anybody, if you guys are watching, and George, I would love to hear what your top five is. Please <laughs> drop it in the comments section below. You know, so thinking of my number one, you know, there's so many great '90s comedies like High School High with John Lovitz or um, oh uh, Mr. Destiny with Jim Belushi. <laughs> uh, you got to really think. Rock and Roll High School forever. Yes, and another Stakeout with Emilio Estevez and PCU. Um, yes. Yes. Richard Dreyfus. So thinking, talking about Richard Dreyfus for a second as we go into my number one, number one comedies of the 90s. The chemistry Richard Dreyfus and Bill Murray have in this movie is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. The the straight man versus the insane guy. And uh, this movie, I saw it in theaters with my dad. And ever since then, this is one of those I could pop on anytime because I think Bill Murray is a genius in most of his films, especially in this one. And that's What About Bob? What About Bob? Okay. I I didn't understand this movie the first time I watched it. It's one of those where <laughs> it wasn't – like I didn't think it was that good when I first watched it. And then I watched it later when I was a little older, and it was fucking hilarious. I, I yes. think that that's the key is, is I think I was the wrong stage in life for what about Bob? Uh, I admire the heck out of Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray is a, the secular saint, the, the one character in my life that I really, I, I want to meet Bill Murray. I've called his 800 number and left a message <laughs> to see if he would possibly call me back and have a conversation. He is, is such an interesting mindful character that's his big thing is staying in the moment and what about bob is all about what are we doing where are we who are we why are we doing this staying in the moment i i didn't get it as a kid but i, I bet i would really admire it at this point it's funny because you know bill murray is the one that's crazy at the beginning and you get to see him gradually with the thanks of dr Le- dr leo marvin's family you get to see him become more sane and you get to see the Richard Dreyfus character become insane because of all the crazy <laughs> antics that uh, Bob is doing to him. And I think Dreyfus plays this so well. I don't know how you can stay that straight and that, like, just he, he never breaks that at all in this. And, yeah, the, the movie is fantastic. I think so. Number one for me. Yeah, but that's Isn't good. Macaulay Culkin in that one, too? 
No. It's, no, Uncle Buck. Yeah. I'm thinking of Uncle Buck. Yeah, it's got the kid <laughs> nice. from Hook in it. It's got the little boy from Hook. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, That's shit. why. I just remember Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Number one comedy. <laughs> No, but but I, I hadn't thought about that for like twenty years. So I don't know. <laughs> I joke. I am oh, one of um. I'm one of John Lovitz's. Uh, like I'm a big fan of John Lovitz, but none of his movies could get. I could not f- come up with an excuse to get any of them into the top five at all. <laughs> all right, do, do we are we putting Max? George's top five up here? Oh God. Uh, Oh yeah, we okay. can okay. top five. That's not bad. It's not a bad list. No, no. it's not a bad list. That's solid. Groundhog Day. And give Groundhog Day for sure. Absolutely. I would replace Grumpy Old Men with uh the one where they're 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 presidents, uh James Garner and Jack Lemon. Because <laughs> that, that was my fellow Americans. Is yeah, because that, that 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 is just fucking bizarre, the whole thing. But the, those guys can pull it off. George Grumpy Old Men was number six for me because I love Mathau and Lemon yeah. together. Even in their worst movies, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. It's an amazing Groundhog chemistry Day. there. That that movie. Oh yes. Um yeah, Tommy Boy is like my top five road trip movies. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, like it didn't make my comedies, but it's definitely up there on some of my lists. Um anyway. All right. So my number one, um, somebody I've mentioned before, the big Lebowski. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was mine. It, like it's just insanely quotable. I love Jeff Bridges in this movie. I love like everybody in this movie. Uh, it's just well written. Um, Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. The dude uh, about like, like this aggression like will not stand, man. Um, I, I love <laughs> I love the movie. The dude is awesome. Dude what is I love awesome, a lot about. I love about the Cohen's dialogue too is it's not meant to be like zingers or jokes. It's just people no. talking, and it's the repetition that makes it funnier too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this it works. Yeah, you're my- not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Yeah. Lebowski's on my top twenty. That that is definitely on my on my list. But my Cohen Brothers pick is actually the Hudsucker Proxy from nice. 1994. That for me is is one of those dialogue driven yeah. head scratchers of a movie that is all of the characters are so real and and even the ones that don't understand the weird ones are they they fit into that pattern so well. the hudsucker proxy is one of those movies that really falls under the radar people don't think of it as a one of the best of the coens but i really enjoy that one tim robbins man there you go george is on my side I'd have to go with uh, <laughs> Coen Brothers did did Oh Brother Where Art Thou right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I gotta go with that one. I love that fucking movie. It's yeah. not a nineties movie. Yeah, that yeah. one. And yeah. Uh, who did? Oh, uh, God, I'm raking my brain now. They did Burn uh, After Reading. If you're thinking of comedic, no, no. Uh, oh of gangster movies, nineties. Uh, Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I I like that flick a lot. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'll agree that Oh Brother Where Art Thou is absolutely the masterpiece of the Coen Brothers. That is that is yeah. their that is their peak right there. All downhill from there. And that soundtrack is awesome <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> no doubt well, about that. There's there's five songs on there that I can listen to and I, that are like in my yeah. phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, they actually, they, they, that movie put me on to Allison Krauss and Union Station. Like, <laughs> nice. Like, awesome. Like, yeah. Like, it, it's <laughs> no doubt. So, absolutely. The, uh, oh, brother, brother. But uh, yeah, the um, fucking The Big Lebowski is 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 my number yeah. one pick. Uh, yeah. Who is it? Dan had it um, as five yeah. on his list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I fucking love it. Just yeah, great writing, uh, great acting from everybody. Um, go ahead, Mike. And people, the thing is, is like people slept on that movie initially, and it yeah. came back with a surge of a cult following. There's a con, there was a convention dedicated to it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's a huge cult it's following. Yeah. Movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan, what's your number one? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number one is Dead Alive or Brain Dead if you're out of the U.S. That's yeah. your number one. Like, wow, that is my For number 10 one. Ten years, Dead Alive. <laughs> It, it makes – I'm not surprised. Let me put I'm like, it makes okay. sense. This is my army of darkness, whoever brought, brought that one up. It was like, me. I saw this when I was younger, and I was like, wait, I'm supposed to laugh at this? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but just – it's the whole the whole priest part. It's like, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking great. I need to see this. I just pulled it up. I did not realize yeah. that it's a Peter Jackson Yeah, it's movie. a Peter Jackson movie. That was along like with uh, uh, what 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 what's the other one with the puppets before that one? Um, oh, um, I don't. I just remember. know Dead Bad Alive. Taste. Bad taste. That's what. It Bad was. taste. I just knew Dead Alive and what was it? Heavenly Creatures or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Heavenly Creatures. Ooh, boy, that is oh, weird. That is a weird. Not, not a comedy, but <laughs> not brain dead. Brain dead though. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's got the most like cringy humor. <laughs> <laughs> not not like the office cringy, but like you know the, the there's a part where the, the the guy's mom is like decomposing on the spot, but they're having a dinner date, <laughs> and, it's, and, 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 she, and 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 she touches this this cut on her face, and and and, and uh, like like this this nasty uh, sludge just just comes out and flies into some dude's pudding, and and he's just like, mm, oh, this is the best pudding. It's like, oh god! As a fan of the Frighteners, I need to go back and check out these earlier Peter Jackson movies. Yeah, you you need to see Dead Alive. It's it's amazing. There, there there's a part with a with a, a giant party in a in a lawnmower. It's just just the best. <laughs> Great, like primo um, splatterhouse stuff. Oh yeah. But it's it's so overdone. It's so over the the whole thing is. It's just like like look, like even the acting, which uh, um, like like Evil Dead has with Bruce Campbell, but is grounded by 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 everybody else. But in 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 this one, it's like everything is overacted. When when the guy gets bit by the the, the weird monkey at the beginning of the movie, everybody around is like, oh, <laughs> and it's 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 just awesome. I love that flick. I got a question real quick. I meant to ask this before Dan went, but did anybody see the uh, quote-unquote sequel to uh, Big Lebowski? Which one is that? The Jesus Rolls? No. Oh, yeah, no. No, no. Saw that. no. I was just no. curious if anybody no, saw it. No. Who, who made that? Yeah. Um, John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro decided to make a sequel oh, with man. his own character. And no. Oh, oh, uh, nobody talks to the Jesus yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he hasn't been. Uh, John Turturro was uh, yeah. Speaking of brain things, brain damage, right? When they try to do like the Marx Brothers. If you Anybody? say so, 
I'll, I'll yeah. agree with I'll agree, I'll agree to anything at this point. Pandemic. <laughs> I don't know. Like like I, I caught that in like like the late '80s off of HBO when, it was, oh, okay. when I was a kid, and I'm gonna have to look that up now. Anyway, <laughs> well, you Steve. got me looking up now. <laughs> so I, back, guys. I can't hold it anymore. Oh boy, there goes Max. <laughs> uh oh, he's at he's at the top. That's why he's called Max. Sorry. All right. So he's got a sister named Min. So anyway, uh, I, I already told you my my top is Mystery Science Theater. That that is what I do is Mystery Science Theater. Uh, most of the things on my wall are Mystery Science Theater. I've got autographs from from most of the cast. I've talked to these guys so many times. I've put, given so much money to the Kickstarters that between them and Rift Tracks with yeah. all of those guys. I admire the heck out of that. Back to that idea of Clerks, that idea of us watching movies and discussing them. The, the other side of that is us riffing, making fun of those movies, finding the joy in those movies, even when they're joyless and having discussions <laughs> with each other about those things. Mystery Science Theater is the other half of why we do podcasts. The idea of sharing all of that joy and pain with our communities. That's Mystery Science Theater and riffing. The local riffing troops, our, our local here in Chicago is called Down in Front, and they do fantastic things, gathering people together, having that shared communal experience. And uh, that's, that's what it's all about for me. I don't know, man. Podcasting for me is all about the money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Of course. Yeah. yeah. The 27 cents we have made in our lifelong podcasting career. What's Wait, about you've made 27 cents? We spent podcasting. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry's doesn't, uh, doesn't pay as well as they used to, do they? <laughs> we all have a sponsorship to Audible. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie was called Brain Donors, by the way. Yeah, I was about and to be like, wait, I, brain damage is Frank Hennenlauter. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I looked it up and I was like, nope, that's not right. That's definitely not it. <laughs> a basket case? No. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I think 17 year old me highly recommends that. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't seen it, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> How about you, Mike? What's your number one? Oh, it was Big Lebowski. So yeah. is that <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just to kind of go with what I said. I, I love. I've, I've really gotten into a Coen Brothers kick. I finally like saw Blood Simple for the first time like two months ago. I'd never seen it before, and I'm like, oh, they've had this degree of control and precision with their movie making and with their dark sense of humor since the beginning. And I kind of, I kind of love that. And it shows up it a lot. What was that? What was the movie called? Blood Simple. That was their first like big feature. Oh. And like it okay, I, I, I've not seen it, so I want to check it out. I'm sorry. Well, to tie it all together, <laughs> they did a promo, or they did like kind of like a test trailer of what Blood Simple was going to be, and you know who starred in that student film? Bruce Campbell. So oh, there you yeah. go. Of course, yeah. There you go. So, but no, I, I like a lot of uh, Big Lebowski. Again, like I mentioned, it's the repetition of certain ideas that makes it funnier and funnier for me. But also yeah. the weird visual, the dream sequence. Uh, just some of the bizarre acting choices. Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely yes, does. like his whole, <laughs> like, just he's hurting to laugh at, but he's forcing himself to laugh at 
the awkward moment with uh, Tara <laughs> Reed and so forth. It's just like so he's in good. seclusion in the in the wing, like when he opens the door, like just oh god, no. he's he's great. Or when he's like uh, talking about all the uh, the awards. Mm-hmm. But of course, John Goodman and Steve yeah. Buscemi and Jeff Bridges that they're basically the core of the movie and they work really well. Yeah. So. And Jeff Bridges like took on that role just in real life afterwards. Like that was Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, it just became him. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh, Jeff Bridges oh. now better than I, I did before because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. He uh, Steve, where can everybody find your podcast uh, online? All right. Too Much Scrolling is the name of the show. Go to TooMuchScrolling.com and find us on all of the podcatchers. Ask your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Too Much Scrolling, Movie of the Week, a Book of the Week, and all the pod, all the, not pod, all the pop <laughs> culture news that you can stand, not the podcast news. You don't want to hear podcast news. That is a movie from the 80s. In podcast news. 30,000 more podcasts were started today. Right. <laughs> Hooray. And all making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. If you get into podcasting for the money, people, you're going about it the wrong way. <laughs> well, I mean, like, unless you're fucking Joe Rogan or somebody famous. Like, unless you're famous. <laughs> yeah. If you get right. into podcasting right. to go to free cons, then you, you pretty can do that. That's, yeah. Yeah, yes. that's possible. Absolutely. Let's go to more conventions. That's where we met is, is at a convention. Let's get back to convention yeah. season. Oh, this pro- oh. We'll be in Indiana as long as COVID two, the Delta syndrome doesn't like fully take <laughs> over the world. Oh, it's a Michael Crichton novel there. If I've ever as long as it's not the Phi Beta Kappa variant or whatever. Yeah. Lambda 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 from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> COVID two Lambda Lambda Lambda. <laughs> You guys can wanna... check out Mike at oh. youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Mike, what do you got coming down the pipe? Um, some more uh, video essays, some more video logs. I've got this one uh, thing I contributed to this kind of video challenge called The One Villainous Scene, where I talk about the movie The Guest. So huh. check that out. And yeah, awesome. absolutely. Stop. And everybody that is watching, listening, Please hit subscribe. Please hit like. Check us out. I started putting the videos on Instagram. Justin has started editing them down for me. And even though we're not on the Scene Stops podcast, I do want to say check out Making Casey every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. And I'm going to be on Crossing the Streams with Jeff DeWolfskin on Sunday at 9.30 talking television and what you should be binging. I think I'm going to do the new Jean-Claude Van Damme movie for Netflix because that's the streaming movie. I haven't decided yet, but I'm pretty sure that's where I'm going. You can also check out the interviews on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can check out the Animaniacs slash the monthly pool in rotation on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. And then Friday will be some kind of a special thing. Matt Talk is on at noon on Saturday. And pretty soon, Throwback Thursday, we'll be back. At the first what happened episode. to Stalin Sofa, Jason? Stalin Sofa is the uh, Friday yeah, night special. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because it's only done like once a month. So I just say Friday night special so I can throw something in the Friday slot. You might get more and less Animaniacs. I'm not entirely sure at this point. <laughs> I, I do have a, I do have yeah, a lot yeah. of Animaniacs in the can. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, he just did Yasuke. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, geez. That was, uh, yeah, I, I know, I know that was forever Yasuke ago. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we there's like four or five episodes that they're not aired. Okay, fair enough. 
And my goal for uh, Ernest goes to the gym. I'm going to be starting that Kickstarter very, very soon. If you guys <laughs> please get on that, John Cena as Ernest P. World. I want this movie to happen. Uh, uh, nothing... John Claude Van Damme needs to be the bad guy in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is nothing I've ever wanted more than to see John Cena play Ernest. So we're going to get that going. We're going to get it trending. I'm going to mention on every episode until somebody from Hollywood reaches out with a check that I can film this. So um, uh, somehow yeah. I want to shove in Mr. Rogers in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sake. I don't know how, but, you know. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Hollywood. John Cena's hot right now, and you guys have been looking for a reason to reboot Ernest. There's no other face to do this role. Yeah, I was like, who? It's, it's who? like one guy Jason? in Hollywood that's like, you got to reboot Ernest. <laughs> guys, no, Jason, Jason's doing that. That Donald Trump thing where he's like, you know, people are saying that. Yeah, yes. uh, <laughs> at least mine isn't at the cost of. Yeah, mine's not at the cost of a million lives. All I want to see is Ernest <laughs> give world back. <laughs> Either Ernest takes steroids, Ernest goes to the gym, whatever you want to call it, Hollywood. Just send me the money. It, it we'll has to be Ernest goes to the gym because Ernest is a wholesome character and would not take steroids. Also, yeah. you, you don't know what the impact of that would be. Yeah, you don't know. Rebooting Ernest could prove deadly. Yes. <laughs> we, I mean, we finally make an AI, and they 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 see that and decide that humanity has to go. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thank you for your error. Error. Thank you for your continued risk, um, just continued support of us. It'll we'll be back next week. It's going to be me, Max, Dan, Justin, and maybe Mike, maybe John. We don't know, but we'll find and out. My mother will tune in. I'm sure. Oh God! I hope your mom awesome. does. Does your mom want to come on the oh, show? We'd love yeah. to have her. Shout out to B. You are a rocking podcast mom. <laughs> You're a rocking podcast mom. Absolutely. Everybody, have a great night. Recycle your joints. Next week, we check in with John to see how his diet is going. New episode of Matt Talk drops at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. Check it out. <laughs>